guys. Hi. Hi, guys. Okay, welcome to our podcast. Third episode. <laughs> it's kind of exciting. Well, it's a big day for us because we were finally approved to be on the Apple podcast. Now. I love it. Really? Yeah, so we're there. I think I think it's fun just big, to, big so we can chat for a little while. <laughs> big deal in Arinda. I know. It's a big deal. It's kind of fun, though. Okay, so we had a big weekend. <sighs> Media overload. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm in shock, though. I mean, there's so much that happened with, with Avengers and Game of Thrones. We went straight from Avengers into Game of Thrones. I can't believe you did that. We, went I had to we didn't even have a break. Whoa, that's intense. We went straight from the movie theater. Five hours. Went home and sat down for Game of Thrones. But we had to take breaks with Game of Thrones because it was really, like, it was very anxiety. We saw your text because you saw it earlier than we did. And we were like, this was an hour and a half of anxiety. And I agree with you. And then we took you breaks. got mad at me because I had to keep pausing it because I was making a... Sous vide steak. Did you, okay. Were you pausing it? Were you pausing it? By the way, moments, like at moments that took so long. I'm sorry. It was sorry. my first attempt. You guys have done it forever. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah. Um, which I'm, well, we're going to have it on the salad today, and then you're going to see if Was it very good? Yeah. It was very good. Did you torch it after? Yeah. Not torch. I just, I had the barbecue. That's why I had to pause it, because I had to go to the barbecue. How long did you pause it for? Five minutes. To be fair, <laughs> it took so long. I was like, we Come were on. doing laundry in the middle of it, but I felt like the timer went off right when we needed it to because I was very stressed. Like my palms. What point was that? Obviously during the battle. Obviously during. The, I don't know. I think okay. it was right before they like the castle. Yeah, I still don't know. It was so dark. Like I was having a hard time seeing who is who. It was very. How did they know? Very dark. Have you seen those memes? They were like, "Thank you," like or shout out to Drog Drago. The for lighting it up. For lighting it up for us to see what was going on in that battle. I hope I mean, you guys out there watching it was hard to Game of Thrones that. because this is like insane. It really is like up a notch. Surprisingly few like main characters died. Though. I thought that more main characters were going to die. But here's the thing. I made peace with main characters dying. I was going to be upset. Yeah, it was okay. Dragons. Yes. Marissa and I yes. were talking about it this morning. If you see like that first drove of people going out there and they just don't come back. Don't you think like that's a little bit crazy and why do you want to send more people out there? Well, they're sort of, yeah, I agree. But then I was thinking they knew that fire would get all these guys. Why didn't they spend more efforts having lots of fire? Yeah, why didn't the dragons light things ahead of time? I also told Irene I would never stay for that battle. You I would have, like, if I knew White Walkers were coming and I'd see, I would, I, I would go, I would cross the sea and I'd go to oh, those island. warm areas. Tropical island. Where there's that woman who kisses <laughs> that people and poisons them. That's right, that's right. I would go so far away. I would not. Make myself a raft. I don't, yeah. Your prediction take... came true in the crypt, but they didn't make much of it. No. But they did kill some of those women and children. But I like, why didn't they bring, but then I was thinking they're not going to bring back Ned because Ned, Ned ain't got a head. Which one's Ned? Oh, okay. They, oh, that's right. They can't come back without a head. When they did lose their head. That, but that then I was thinking that again. Mommy Stark was going to be coming out and it was going to be like Sansa. And uh, Okay, so a part of me also thought some of the people that were dead would come back and they're actually nice and they would help, but that didn't happen. That's what Young kept saying. Right. He's like, the lady, the fire lady is going to bring them back. I'm like, no, she's not. Like, the ice well, I thought, bring them back. like, they don't choose teams. Like, but are, You're right. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, well, just because the Ice King brings you back to life does that make you a bad guy all of a sudden? Like, wouldn't you be a good Or is guy? it... Right. And I was hoping that would happen. I was like, these guys need backup. Like, these guys are all going to get killed. How does he have that power with them? I don't 
know, but you know. I re- honestly, I nerded out. I rewatched the making of the Ice King. Oh my god! So it was when at season five the, or something. The little fairy children. Yeah. Well, here's the, the thing. I was the thinking, yeah, right? children of the forest. Yeah. I was reading that the Ice King, like it, he can't not be bad. Like that's what he was made to do. Like that is his one mission, and like you can't hate him for what he does. He was created to was created, push men back. Yeah, to do this. Right, but then the children of the forest lost control of him, and then they teamed up with men to build the wall. I like how maybe half of our audience don't even watch they're Game like, of Thrones, and yeah. they're like, we don't know what Don't worry, this is, this is just, we just talk about what we're talking about. I know, so we, do. we do, we do. But the, um, did we lose a dragon beyond the ice dragon? No, I don't think, I think he's very injured. They were scratching each other in the air, right? It's and so also weird. all the little zombies were on him. Overload with the zombies, I went to God. But I think he's very injured. But what about the other one, the non-zombie overload one? John was on the ground, where'd that guy go? Who? John Snow's dragon. Where did it go? Because he was dumped on the ground. Remember? Yeah, that's why I think he died. But I'm not sure. And and uh, Danny's dragon is the one that had all the zombies. I think it. they just took off those dragons. They were like I'm to not protect here. themselves. They need those dragons. Yeah. But Danny's getting really cocky. I'm not liking her this season. Yeah, and then I was telling Morris she could have killed John and that. And I know she could have, but she helped him. She, helped she him. did. Remember? And she was also let's just discuss. She was wearing an outfit that was not appropriate for fighting. The fur. And no armor. Like, what is she going to go down in all white? Like, what, you're going to get blood all over? She's nothing without those dragons, though. She's nothing without the dragons. And now without her yeah. number one protector. That it guy, would be I, like, I miss that guy. That it guy would be awesome. like going to war with high heels on. Like, what was she wearing? That was, I was like, that costume is not appropriate. Your, who did the prediction of, that was you? Mary. Yeah, that little girl. Kudos to you. Well, she's such a good fighter. And then she's also stealth. All, that's what I was thinking, though, when he, he didn't even hear her. And I was like, that's right. She's so... Because then when she's in that, that, like, library, none of them she knew, heard her. Yeah. And they could hear blood drop. Like, they yeah. hear yeah. everything. And she also she stuff. also jumped onto the, the Ice King, like, out of tree? nowhere. Was she yeah. in the tree? But he could have heard... He always knows when someone's coming up behind them. He only heard her at the last second. Yeah, when she jumped on And I was like, oh, crap, here goes Arya. And then when she dropped boom, that I was like... Oh, I stood up. I scared the dog. It was only because she went through that horrible experience with that guy with the face masks. What happened to him? I know, Did you guys feel like Matt and I were discussing this in the Avengers that all the, all those women charging the scene in the end was, was a, a little bit, bit strong? In terms of like, I know women's oh. power was pretty cool, but I don't know if that of was... Of course it was a bit forced because of like this world we're in. Now. I know, but I love the fact that they were all fighting, but why did, like, can't they just be part of the game? I felt that diminished their power. It's like, oh, look at us. It's like, they should have just fought and been badass. Then then you're like, oh, you're awesome. And I also think that they underplay Captain Marvel's powers. Yeah, like, that's why I like Captain power. Marvel, because she's just badass, and she's tough, and she does her thing. But I, I don't like it when it's, like, pushed in, like, forced. But then think about this. When it was all the men, Devil's Advocate... Yeah, going through. We're not like, oh, it's force men's power. Yeah, but, but they weren't all show. like, all the guys are here. They were just doing no. their thing, right? So, like, these badass women should just fight with the guys and just they do, do a fight thing. with the guys. But, like, Dark Phoenix and Captain Marvel, I think their powers were underplayed. Okay, so also powerful. Scarlet Witch. Yeah. She's pretty powerful. But here's my issue. I will take issue. This is going full nerd. <sighs> she is actually Magneto's daughter in the comics. And I just wish they would 
have done that in the movies. So then, because then her power would, like, people be like, holy crap, like, no wonder she's so powerful because she's Magneto's daughter, not created in a lab with an infinity stone or whatever those are. I feel like we probably lost many people at this point, but Irene, I think you should. I think I Irene, I just closed up. So Marissa and I come by, and honestly, we've been fans forever. You're relatively new to this. I'm world. very new. That was like my first event, like Marvel. Comics. But how would you explain it to our audience who typically are not into these things? Why? It why? all goes back to the story. Like the story is really great. So you take away the costumes and like it's in outer space. Whatever the heck is going on. It's just a story of courage and story of fighting and really sad in the end. Like just good. Stories. Yeah, like just a great story. Damn and I think correct. that's what it comes down to. And I think that's like Game of Thrones. Like I was, like didn't want to watch it for the longest time. But I think it's just a great story. And I think that sets it apart. In spite of it being a fantasy thing. Yeah, because I really enjoyed it. Can we just real quickly, real quickly go back to Game of Thrones? So then we have three episodes left. Gotta be all about Cersei, right? Is it, or is it also John and John Alicia Danny are going to go after, gonna each, go after other. each other? Those are the main stories. But then I feel like John doesn't want the throne, but I think she's going to turn on him. I agree because she's kind of power hungry. Seems like it. Yeah. So do we think they'll take Cersei out first and then deal with that? Yeah, and here's what what's going to happen because one of the dragons obeys him now. Like, is the dragon going to choose him over her? Oh, interesting. That's true, and Irene made a good point. They don't have any armies left. No. What are they going to do? I don't know. All they have... And those people are loyal to Starks, not to her. Whoever are in the North. All those people. Okay, now we've gone on and on and on. I have to now also segue into something that I was... Actually, Matt was... Where were you on... Oh, you... (laughs) Matt took Thatcher to Avengers on Saturday night. Because Thatcher had a baseball practice. And Matt and I are pretty adamant on when there's a practice and you've got... You're committed to a sport. You should always go, no matter what. So, Matt Thatcher had a basketball game and a baseball game. It was just exhausting. Like, I was exhausted. And then they went to a late-night showing of the Avengers. You saw it twice? Yeah. Poor Thatcher. But then poor Thatcher was so tired, he fell asleep. And then he felt so bad. He was like, I wanted to watch it so bad, but now I have to go to baseball practice. And then so Matt and I talked about it, and we're like, you know what? I think he will remember going to an Avengers at a really cool theater over going to a baseball practice. And mm-hmm. I think that's, you know. Right, but I'm not going to make a rule out of this. It was a one-time exception. I know, I know. So anyways, while Matt was gone on Saturday night watching the Avengers, I came a- stumbled across this um, woman, Brene Brown, on Netflix. And I've now watched her, I guess she became a hot commodity via TED Talks. And she was asked to like just be a warm-up for 20 minutes and have a discussion. And uh, I've watched it now twice. I think there's so much information in there to wrap your head around. What's the main idea? What's she talking about? It's about vulnerability mm-hmm. and courageousness and what that means. And she speaks to all these high-tech guys out in Silicon Valley. She, she's a researcher by trade. That's what she does. And... Um, she has now come, she has this theory. It's, it's a proven theory for her because she's, you know, done all the scientific research on you can't be a great leader. You can't be great at creating or becoming a great leader unless, or great at, you know, unless you are, are having a great work space, unless everyone has the ability, I guess, for me to see it as like showing their vulnerabilities 
I I can see that. I agree. Um, and then other people accepting the mm-hmm. vulnerabilities. And so I, I'm going to watch it again and again because there's so much to take out of there. But she came across it in a really funny and weird way. And um, I, I, I just want to talk about it some more, but maybe tomorrow, maybe we could watch it. But she was inspired by Theodore Roosevelt, and in her darkest hours, I think this quote came up, and I thought it I was love fascinating. That quote. I looked that up. I have it here, and I think I think it. we should talk, think about it, like talk, like think about it. So, so I think in her darkest hours, she she what, what was going on was she did this TED Talks, and she's she thought okay, one or two people will watch this, and I think her thing was she never gave herself. All right, guys, we're going to have to hold that thought. We have eight customers. Could you hit pause, please? Okay. Okay, That's going to happen. Yeah. Just because we're just trying to make it happen. We're in our store here doing our podcast, and we're actually, we're delighted when customers come. So I I will not, I cannot tell you how, when a customer comes in here, it turns into a one-hour session because I, I don't know what it is. Everyone who walks through that door is fascinating to me. They all have like a fascinating story and, and they're like, everyone's so kind. It's crazy. And everyone's different. It's weird. Like that woman came in, she had that dog. We talked about dogs, but okay, this is a weird tie into what we were talking about before, but it goes back to that vulnerability thing, right? So she had her dog that she was a little bit like a little aggressive and she just owned it and yeah. just said, this is the issue. That made it totally fine. And it makes it totally fine. And it opened into a whole different dialogue by her just coming in and being like, yeah. hey, my dog embarrasses me. Yeah. It can be ingra- aggressive. And it just made such a good yeah, well, like, point. Yeah. That's we totally cool. All opened up about our all of our weird dogs that we have. Yeah. You know? Because. <laughs> I think that's really interesting. And I think, I, I think you should, everyone should watch that. It's on Netflix. And I think it's a watch where you might watch it many times because mm-hmm. it's very thought provoking and the concept of it is very hard to, it's hard to wrap your head around it if you just watch it the first time because I've been thinking about it a lot throughout my day. Um, but I think it comes down to, yeah, being vulnerable is the only way you can create. It's the only way you can be a leader um, because you're, you are being honest, I guess, with your own insecurities. Well, so my therapist said one time that just with vulnerability that we can acknowledge a weakness or a vulnerability. There's power in that. There's yep. strength in that. It's not a weakness. I think we've been conditioned to believe that these that it's a are, weak thing. You're weak, weak if you're vulnerable. You can be like, yeah, this is a problem that I have and own it and yep. like lean into that weakness and make it a strength. Like there's something and also when you can admit those things, it opens up a dialogue with other people where they feel comfortable and being like, oh. 100%. And I think it's so funny because I think in our society, being vulnerable is a weak, you're so weak. Like, why are you acting like that? Right. But it's actually the way she talks about it. And I think that's, what's fascinating is that is actually the most courageous thing you can mm-hmm. do. And that's what true courage means is when you put yourself out there and you get yourself like, you know, when those guys are going out into that war, like, you're going out there with, you don't know what's going to happen to you. And I think there is no, like, you know, when I step out, this is what's going to happen. It's, that's being courageous, where it's just like, I don't know what's going to happen. And yeah. I think when you're vulnerable and you put it out there, like, like my, you know, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry about my dog, and she's crazy. She doesn't know what would happen. We, we could be like, oh, you need to go, or yeah. whatever, you know, but she was honest. 
then that's great. But I think it's also, like you said, like at, from a leader's point of view, is also letting other people be vulnerable. Yeah. That if they say something, that they don't get mocked, that they don't, that it's yeah. just that empathy, where it's empathy is different from sympathy, where it's like, I respect where you're coming from with that. Like, oh, okay. Instead of laughing and making them feel worse about it, or just why would you feel that way? Or why you would know? you act so weak? And I think that's where, um, you know, it was funny because uh, my son was, you, you, he was, I could tell, like, what was going on was he was having a hard time batting um, at the game on Saturday. And then I realized maybe we're doing the wrong thing. Like, you know, it's all about, like, trying to get the home run and hitting it real hard. But I think um, what it is is maybe you can just say, hey, you were brave enough to just get up there and face yeah. that pitch and that was coming so fast at you. And when you release that fear and you release that, like, what everyone's looking for you to do, which is hit a home run, then maybe you might be much more comfortable with it and you might hit that home run because mm -hmm. then you're relaxed and you're just out there. Yeah. Because skill set wise, you're a hundred percent as good as everybody else. But I think mentally you inhibit yourself by um, thinking that I have to hit a home run every time. Yeah, absolutely. So it's fascinating. I mean, what do you think? Aaron? Well, I just want, this is what we're talking about, right? Yeah. So I think her name is Brene, Brene Brown. Brown. Is that yeah. how you pronounce it? And it's she's called, she's the, really funny too. It's called the call, the call to courage, and it's on Netflix. Um, that's the one, right? Mm -hmm. I haven't fully watched it through yet, so I think I mean I can't fully. We should watch it here. Yeah, we'll watch it. But before going in and listening to what you're saying, I have one thought, which is, I think that like many things in life lately, we've seen that any extreme isn't great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that. We're talking about extreme, in a way, vulnerability, like relative to what maybe norms are. And I think there's something useful in it. But I also think that I don't want to throw the baby away with a, a bathwater. And I think that there's val there's strength and value in the other end of the spectrum, too. And I think it comes down to situations, like so many things in life. So I think in certain scenarios... It's just the right thing for the for the time. So, like, I could think back to when I was rowing, right? And it's hard, you know, and, you, and you're in a race or and you're in an endurance part, part of the sport. Mm -hmm. And I'll call, me, I'll call it weakness, but that's not the exact right word for it. It's contagious. So if you're two hours into an endurance, like we did the, the whole Charles River, like we would do a tour of the Charles, right? And you're physically and mentally exhausted by mm -hmm. the end. It's kind of like, I mean, I haven't done a marathon, but it's the same kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, Phone, too. I just put it in the moon mode. By the mm -hmm. time you're at the end of that, if other people in the boat, I mean, you're all exhausted, mm -hmm. right? If other people in the boat start to show the level of their exhaustion, you feel it more. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I, I'm saying? I don't think so it's like, I don't think it's in a competition. I think it's, for me, I, I definitely, like, because I'm really competitive like, with the dumbest things, and I really want to stop that, but, like, Matt and I are really competitive with each other over the dumbest things. Like, but you're, like, who can get the but you're the oldest child, and then you're the only child, so I feel like that's something also in it. Yeah, it's yeah. true. But my point is that true. I see strength mm -hmm. in what she's talking about, Renee Brown's talking about. I think but it's I mental. Don't... It's, like, the how you mentally go, it's not, like, I think... That toughness has to be there. For I'm sure. saying it's not a panacea. No. There's there's strength in different approaches at different times and different situations. So I think as a we're, we're talking about in the context of leadership, right? Mm -hmm. 
there's times when as a leader, I think you need to show strength when other people are feeling weakness and you can give people strength by doing so. And then I think there's other times what you're talking about when you can give strength by showing vulnerability. But I think it's like the fall of this mental or of this macho man mentality where it's like, oh, be strong, suck it up versus being like, hey, yeah, this is hard, but come on, let's keep going, get up. Let's yep. keep going. But that's what I'm kind of pushing back against. I think there are really? times when the macho man, what you're talking about, is helpful and good. But you do that by being a leader and you don't give up. But and I then think I think like, that's that's what I think keeps people going. I, you I know? think it's like Matt said, though, where it is like, okay, there is a time and place, like obviously in war. Let me bring back to Game of Thrones. This is exactly yes. what I think about. That little girl when the giant breaks through the, the, the doorway, the gate. Right? Yes. She's 12 years old, three foot five or whatever. I watched that. She didn't move. First of all, physically, she did not move from her position. This giant comes until fantasy, whatever, but there's parallels in real life. She stood her ground. It was over for her. There's no escape, right? So in that moment, she stood her ground. The giant batted her to the side, right? She was dying. And then she came back. She was attacking it. The giant was intrigued by this little powerful spirit, lifted her up and she stabbed him in the eye and killed him so i'm saying in that moment is not a moment to be vulnerable so, so i'm saying there are times in life sure that's an extreme thing from the world of fantasy but there are many parallels in life where that kind of strength is powerful too but i guess what it is is it's not i guess as a leader you have to be tough but i oh here comes the post guy hold on don't let bear out Okay, so we were discussing this while the mail guy was bringing in all those boxes. Oh, you mean while I was bringing in all those boxes? Yes. Um, So this is my thought. I think there's a difference between vulnerability and weakness. I don't think... So I look at Jon Snow back on Game of Thrones. He's a vulnerable leader. He's down in there with it. He'll show his worry, but he's a good leader, and he gets out there and he fights with them. Cersei is not vulnerable with her people. And she's not loved. I mean, and she's if, not loved. If you guys and she really, doesn't inspire. If you guys were interpreting what I said that vulnerability is weakness, that's not my intent. Well, you were saying that you can't be a vulnerable leader, and I think no. you can be. No. <laughs> okay. Welcome that's to the what, office now, that, officially. That's what you heard. That's not that's my intent. That's what I heard. My, my intent I, I is. Heard that too. Okay. Then I didn't <laughs> communicate effectively. The, um, we're talking about leadership. Yes. Um, vulnerability, I'm not equating it to weakness. Uh, but I'm also saying at times showing strength is also strength. Oh, I don't want a leader who's showing vulnerability all day long. Like, what is I don't want like the Silicon Valley guy. What's his name? No, no, no. I'm not talking like you live your life. I'm just showing Richard. Richard in Silicon Valley. Oh, he's he's a mess. (laughs) Right? It's just the mess. No, 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 no. I think it's it's I'm it's, not I'm not talking about avoidance. I'm not talking about minimization. I'm not talking about fantasy life. I'm saying there are times when as a leader, uh, you and your team, whatever that may be, are suffering. It's hard, right? And there are times when in that moment to show vulnerability is strength and it'll encourage your team. And I think there are other times when uh, showing strength and the fact that yeah, even though we all know that we're under duress and it's hard that we're persisting nonetheless. Of course. And that's grit. Yes. And I'm saying one, but either approach isn't good in 100% of situations. That's my whole point. Okay. 
All right, but it's not like it's one or the other. I think it's but that's exactly what I'm saying. A great leader should show. I'm saying it's a toolbox almost. So it depends on the situation. A great leader is uh, alternately uh, vulnerable at the appropriate time yes. and strong and demonstrating grit at the other appropriate time. Correct. Yes, and that's. But I think our society does not allow for great leaders, or the perception is. If you're ever showing vulnerability, then you're just a weak guy or what a weak woman, you know, yeah. like, but it's I like think the beta male that mm-hmm. they say, if you show anything that that's just shame. But then I also feel like it's weird. Like I said, if you're a woman who shows that you're considered. Yeah. Yeah. A girl. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like a woman who shows like straight or yep. whatever, it's perceived completely differently than from how a male is. True. Such a minefield, I can't say anything. No, it's but it's true. You can say it back. It's okay. You're safe. I don't disagree with what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Anyways, things to chew on, but I think it's something that we should really think think about. Podcasting, I mean, texting during podcast. Yeah, All right. My mom and dad are asking if they need to pick up the kids. Okay. That's what they're asking. It's (laughs) one o'clock. It's close to pick up time. I'm saying no, it's okay to do it. All right. That's why I had to do it. Sorry, guys. Um, so in this deep thought, it's, what do you it's think, texting you during mid conversation. Rude. Yeah. Hmm. So you could have waited for a moment, a break in the conversation. They've called twice. They have called. I just have they to call. step Several back times. to them. I think this is something to chew on and to think about. We come back to all these topics. Yeah. But it really, that's why it took, it's taken me so many times to watch this because I, I had the same reaction, but then I was thinking about it. And it really is kind of like, oh, that's I kind think of from my perspective of you is that you may have felt strongly that to show vulnerability is weakness. Right? Yeah. And I also think because of the time I came up as a person working in the early 90s. I think even further than that, what, right? Yeah. Like School. early 80s, like during the 80s and the 90s, I felt like the example for girls and women to be strong was you can't show any weakness. You have to win at all costs. And that's what, you know, like, and be just as good as the boys. And that's how it was, you know. That dovetails with your comment of where that's not cool. Like, women should be able to show, people should be people able to should show be vulnerability. People should be men or women, you know. And I think that's where I find, like, this conversation is progressing forward with, you know, just people thinking about it. And it applies to both men and women. But I think the workplace is changing and the perception of what, a, six, a successful human being is. It's not even a boy or a girl. Like, But it was more back then. It was always like boys and girls. Also, there's the fine line, like when I was saying in overcorrection, like you were saying, because it's like you also don't want to raise people who just have no backbone. Right. Or these like, you know, always woe is me or, um, you know, this too much feeling or whatever. I don't even know what that is. So yeah. I think it's, but also, you know, that's why. Well, okay, but bring it back to the baseball example. Do you think that it's strength and that the timing is correct, to what I'm trying to communicate, to show vulnerability while you're at bat? No, that time it's just um, when you're I'm up to bat, about. I think you should just let go of all those thoughts almost because you have practice, you know you're strong enough, you're good enough. You need to go out there and just relax and just play the game and just don't think about it. And I think... The, the pressure is so high on these kids so when they get up to bat, I see they struggle with it. Like some of the best players, I get up there and I'm like, oh, I just strike that's out. Not, that's not new, you know? I mean, you, like you were, we were talking about, you get up to uh, 
tee up at golf and you have six other people watching you, like that's a stressful, unless you're some kind of stone, that's a stressful moment. Right? Yes, it is. When you but get I up think... to bat, it's always been a stress. I mean, that's the equivalent, you know, you're up, you're at bat. I mean, that's the all eyes are on you. But I think the most successful times when you hit the ball the hardest, honestly, when I golf is when you just let it all go and just, and that's know, being vulnerable no, in a weird way at that time. that's the flow, that's, you know, just serve, just skate, like it's the, absolutely. But, but what I'm talking about is the fact that it's stressful, right? And that, at the, in that moment when you're at bat, you know, metaphorically, is not necessarily the right time to show vulnerability. Yeah, don't have a meltdown. I'm not saying don't get in the flow. I, yeah. We're talking about vulnerability here. But then is having a meltdown vulnerability or just complete loss of your emotion? Your, your emotion of yeah. control. Yeah. It's the discipline plus freedom. That's really tough. Right. So that's why I can't get my head around. I'm just trying to still figure it out myself, but it's something to chew on, to think about, and we could talk about it some more tomorrow. But um, yeah. Now it all ties back to the Avengers and like it's just it, it did go back to all that. I'm Captain like, America's a vulnerable leader. Yes. Right? He sits down with them in a group. It's like, yeah, this really sucks, it happens. Yep. Gets out there, doesn't care if his shield's broken, he's gonna keep fighting Thanos. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna yeah. And I'd rather be on his team, to be honest about truth. So Absolutely. And I'd I think be I think I think team. when we look at what our leaders are like these days, I think that's something to think about too. You know, like who do I want? things to chew on let's discuss some more tomorrow think about it thanks oh, for listening much guys finished with our uh one pound or so of icelandic candy that you sort of finally brought back yeah. you guys are only just now finished yeah, but that's with great uh yeah great um only taking five restraints yeah what about your 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 the bread the rye bread I'm about half done with that. I'm the only one eating it. It's restraint. Yeah. Restraint. Oh my gosh. Hot dogs? Oh, we ate them all. Done. Yes. You're, you're done with both packs? Yeah, because yeah, we ate them for lunch on Saturday. Oh my gosh. Are there so any of those left? I didn't see any. Yeah. Everyone just ate them after Yeah, the they're so good. Yeah, just with ketchup. And we, have a, we have mayonnaise to go drop off at the pet store, guys. What's the name of that famous Icelandic hot dog stand? Biden's best. Okay. City best. It's in Reykjavik, and it's there's one location. I, they might have like a There's the original location. Yeah, the original location is right down by the harbor. Marissa's introduced us to this and her husband, Jan, and we're so, I'm so obsessed on it now. Like that's, when I get off the plane and finally get to Iceland, that's one of the first things I want to do is just go and and you say that they have small, ice cold, full, like old school Coke. Yes. Coca-Cola. So good. It's like oddly really good when it's so cold outside. But then you say that there's the right way to have Icelandic hot dogs. Yeah, the fact is, Catherine says this. Yes. Where they're aesthetically pleasing, or like yeah, what's this the, is I, I can't. This is very Icelandic. That's the condiments. Yeah, that's yeah. Those piece. condiments are so good, by the way. I did do the onions on them again. Really good. It's the so ketchup. Good. It's so good. It's so good. Wait until so, you have it there. That is that's gonna be our. That's gonna be the day. first thing. We're all just gonna sit on a little bench in ice cold weather. It'll be like so windy, and we're gonna eat our hot dogs. That'll be a good day. It'll be a good day. Right, and good guys. day to you, listener. All right, thanks, guys. Okay. Bye. All right, bye. Bye.